Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Check out our blog at DIYMoney.org. That's DIYMoney.org. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, I think it's. Uh, I think the questions are taking root, which I love. So keep sending us those questions, and if we use your question on air, we will send you a $25 gift card from Amazon. Yeah, some people might not have listened to that episode where we put that uh, proposal out there. So here's the proposal. $25 Amazon gift card, e-card. You're going to get it via email if we use your question. How do they submit a question? It's real simple. You on your smartphone, and I'm only going to speak from the Apple iPhone product. I'm sure that the Android model is exactly the same, or at least there is this technology. You queue up your voice memo. Queue up your voice memo. Record your question. Let us know your name. We'll have your email because this is how you're going to submit it. So you don't have to give us your email. You don't have to give us a lot of information. And quite honestly, you can make up a different name if you want. You're worried about that. Uh, Submit the question. Send it to us. We review it. Derek, the intern, scrutinizes them. Send it to us via snail mail? No. So then you click send via email. Send to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Without further ado, question of the day comes from Sharina in British Columbia. Cool. Hey, guys. It's Sharina from Langley, B.C. What are the most important steps on budgeting, and how did you get started? All right. First of all, I love Sharina's accent. It's not really Canadian. I didn't hear much Canadian in there. Yeah. But it had, like, this uh, international flavor. Love it. I've known a few Canadians that don't have, like, thick Canadian-Canadian accents, like the A's. Like the um, Fargo accent. I don't, I'm from is up, that what you're thinking? Well, yeah, because I was from upstate New York. We would go into um, Niagara Falls to drink when we were 18. What about Quebec, though? Aren't they French? Isn't yeah, that a French accent? Very French, yeah. So there's not like a Canadian accent. Like, <laughs> there's not an a Canadian accent. <laughs> Just like there's no individual what was American that, what accent. What was that right? movie? Uh, it was that movie, Two Hosers, uh, The Beer. Oh, uh, Strange, Strange, Brew. Strange Brew. Strange Brew. The yeah. McKenzie Brothers. Kick off, eh? You're a hoser, eh? I watched it a hundred times. You I'm have, lost. You have no idea. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, Shrina's question is a simple one uh, with a complex answer, and I love it. That's why we chose it for today's show. Uh, we touched on this in a previous episode, but we're going to touch on it again. Daniel, uh, she asks about budgeting, how to get started. And I think there's a big missing component that a lot of people forget or simply don't know when it comes to budgeting. What is that? Yeah, so one of the things we talked about uh, in a prior episode was when you start budgeting, you actually don't start with budgeting. You actually start with tracking. So you take uh, at least a month, but a month is a good time period because you're going to cover a lot of the regular expenses that you might run into. But you might, uh, if you encounter a lot of irregular expenses or so forth, you might take a month or two uh, to track. And what you're going to do during that time is you are going to literally on paper or in a spreadsheet, something of that nature, you're going to manually track 
all of the spending that you're currently doing. And you're not, during this time, going to try to aggressively change anything. Um, you might be sort of shocked when you start to see on paper some of the places that you are spending money. But the goal here is essentially to collect the data of where your money is currently going. And that's an important first step because you can't essentially tell your money where to go or what buckets it needs to be in until you start to see some of the realities of where it has been going and what has been important to you from a value standpoint so far. I You nailed it. And most people either do not do this or or just uh, maybe the, uh, for whatever reason. And, and here's what happens typically. You sit down with a pen and paper or spreadsheet, your computer, whatever, or you get an app, which I, I look, no disrespect to the apps, the, the systems out there. I just don't think that you can shortcut or use technology, my personal opinion, to to get over the work and the discipline that it takes to become financially successful. I, I just I've not seen it. I've not experienced it. And so when typically people sit down to develop a budget, you know, okay, we, we know our fixed expenses. We've got rent. We've got a car payment. We've got this. We've got that. And then they get to the variable expenses, the things that move each month. So we've got entertainment. We've got groceries, maybe some utilities. Uh, we have, you know, gas money, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, your ancillary things like, you know, your hair care or your personal products or, you know, gym membership, I guess that would be fixed. But, you know, things along those lines that can vary uh, from month to month. And as you start to, to sort of develop this, it's very easy to become overwhelmed and go, oh, my gosh, I, I have no idea what I spend on gas. I have no idea what I spend on groceries. And so a lot of people, myself, including the first time I did this, put it aside, give it up and say, forget this. I, I can't do this. I can't figure out this budgeting thing. They also, it, it starts to infer this idea that you're living with handcuffs. You know, oh, the budget says I can't do this. And, and you know, if you do one of those apps, for example, I still get these things. I signed up for uh, a company, uh, personal uh, capital or personal finance. I don't even know what it's called. But anyways, I get these things. It's like, oh, you've spent more money on your groceries this month. I'm like, no, I didn't. I just shifted one thing from another. But anyways, <laughs> the point is, is that in the beginning, you must track your expenses. And oh, by the way, that never ends. That never ends. Uh, I'm actually going through a situation right now. Uh, my wife and I are paying some medical bills uh, for our youngest son, and they've not been receiving those bills uh, or not been receiving those payments. We got a, uh, a notice that says, hey, this is going to go to collections. This is not the first time something like this has happened, an error on the system uh, side. And I could easily, I mean, yes, I could have searched through my bank or whatever, but I immediately went to my Google Docs. I control F, that's the search function on, on uh, you know, a document, typed in the, the, the name of the place. I immediately got every single one where I had sent it, the date, et cetera, and now it's on them. I, boom, here we go. And I, I said, these are the dates they went in. This is when it was cleared. You got to figure it out because these have been paid. So tra it never ends, as my point is. Uh, but no step number one, Shrina, track those expenses. Just track them. I don't care if you write it in a ledger. I don't care if you do it in a Google Doc. What's a ledger for the <laughs> a young notepad. millennials listening to this <laughs> a show? Notepad. <laughs> a notepad. A general ledger. A general ledger. That's an accounting term, but a notepad. You know, a, paper. Ta a tangible piece of paper. About. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, you, however you do it, but I encourage you not to. St I just don't like the apps. I, they, they just again, it's disciplined. You're not going to get it by by passing that off. Once you track those expenses, as you near 
sort of the mid to the end point of the month, you're going to then start to create uh, the budget. And, and how you do that is you're going to sort of, you know, figure out which are fixed expenses, which are variable expenses, and then you're going to sort of group them and say, okay, these are fixed expenses that I know I have every month. This is what I've been spending, and ultimately for the month, when the month is concluded, you'll be able to say, I spent X number of dollars in grocery, I spent X number of dollars in this, that, and the other. You'll be able to start formulating your preliminary budget. I stress that word, preliminary budget. Why? I'll give you a personal uh, testimony. I did this the first time. I knew I was eating my money. I knew it. I knew I was eating out too much. I thought it was in the tune of three to $400. Single, pre-marriage, no kids. Three to $400 is what my thought was, which I thought that was over and above. Month one of tracking, I spent over $600. I was sick to my stomach, and it wasn't on the Buffalo Wild Wings chicken wings and beer that I had been consuming. No, it was based on me going, I cannot believe I spent that much on going out to eat. I immediately made a significant adjustment. I scaled that back to like 200 bucks. Maybe it was even 100. I said, I'm not. And so in my budget, even though the previous month I had spent 600, I I put in there that I'm spending 100 or 200. I don't remember what it was exactly, but it was a significant cut. It was a wake up call for me. So again, what you're doing now, the reason you're in a situation most people are not where they want to be financially, well, they've been doing something that needs to change. So when you set this up after you've been tracking your expenses, if you change nothing, newsflash, nothing will change. So the preliminary budget is then adjusted based on you sort of having a grand awakening and saying, maybe I'm spending too much here. Maybe this needs to go. Maybe this needs to go, et cetera. And you develop and craft this budget. Tracking never ends. So the next subsequent month, as you continue to track those expenses, you then transpose those expenses onto the budget, knowing where you're at. You go out to eat twice. That's $100. Well, your budget was $200. You know you've got $100 left. It's as simple as that. And guess what? Newsflash, when you're out of the $200, don't spend anymore. It's real simple. Groceries the same way. Any variable expenses the same way. Why are you doing this? Step number three. You are doing this to find margin. Margin. What's margin? The difference between your income and your outgo. It's only through margin or excess or cash flow, whatever, profit, however term you want. Any other terms in there that I'm missing, Daniel, that someone would understand? I think you covered them. Difference between your ingo and your outgo is the is margin, what I like to call margin. And with that margin, that's the only ammunition you have. Margin is power. That's the only ammunition you have to shoot at your debt, to start tackling down your goals. But you can only do so when you create a difference between your income and your outgo. Okay? You've cut, you've revised the preliminary budget, and there's no difference. You're in the situation where instead of cutting to create margin, you might have to create margin. And what does that mean? That means a second job. It means part-time. That means uh, getting involved in the gig economy. It means doing something to create excess capital. It's only when you have that excess capital do you then, oh, spend it? Nope. Now you've created your budget, your preliminary budget. You've cut, you've changed, you've massaged it to create your real budget. You're tracking expenses, and every month you're putting those expenses in. And now all of a sudden you've determined that you've got three to 500 whatever it is, per month, that can go towards something. It's real simple. Three steps. Step number one, fast cash. You need a thousand bucks on the sidelines because I got a news flash. Murphy's Law says the minute you start down this fiscally responsible path, you're going to need new tires. You're going to need something. HVAC is going to go out. You're going to have an emergency. You're going to need money. And it's going to be tempting to say, 
I got that Visa. I got that Discover. I got that American Express. That's why you're in the situation that you're in. So you got to find a way to create that $1,000 fast cash on the sidelines so that when that first emergency hits, you can tackle it and you don't go backwards. What does that mean? Well, if you can't find it in your budget, how about a yard sale? How about getting out that smartphone, taking pictures of everything around your house or your apartment that you don't need, sending it on to Amazon or eBay and selling it, Craigslist, local Facebook, whatever. Do what you've got to do. Get aggressive to raise that money. Step number two, emergency fund. We're big fans of the three-month. Some people go out to six. I think with the the ability to have a three-month window is huge, and then you can start tackling debt. So look at your budget. How much do you need to live every single month? Well, that's three months. Figure it out. Start putting it away. Now you're at a situation where you can start tackling debt. Real simple. We're big fans of the Dave Ramsey debt snowball. Start looking at the smallest debt. Forget about the interest rates. Look at the smallest debt first, start tackling it that one. Once that one goes away, you can start adding the payments you've been adding plus the minimum on that one, paying down other debts to get yourself in a situation where you are ultimately debt-free in bad debt terms, that is credit card, auto loan, et cetera. That's more than you bargained for, Shrina. I know you said, how do you get started? Get started is tracking expenses, creating the preliminary budget. But most importantly, I think it's doing the work. It's doing the work. And a lot of people try to skirt that, and I don't think that that's possible. I, I, don't think it's, I, I don't think you find value in that. I think you find value by, by really becoming disciplined and doing the work that's required. And here's the deal. It's like anything else. So you go a month, you go two months, and then you start to fall down. Pick yourself back up and start again. This is a lifelong process. Just because you fell down once, you are not a failure. You are not a failure. You just start again. I don't care if you have to restart, you know, oh, gosh, I, you know, I told people I'm getting out of debt, and then I just bought that stupid thing. Well, return it. See if you can return it. If you can't return it, own it. It is what it is. And then restart it again. I don't care if you have to restart a dozen times. Now, you don't want to be insane doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. But ultimately, you're going to fail sometimes. You're going to make mistakes. You pick yourself back up, and you keep going. What else to add? Daniel. Well, I think if you're in that place, maybe you engage uh, a good friend who won't judge you and say, hey, here's where I am in my journey. I'm going to start tracking. I'm going to work my way towards budgeting. Uh, Ask me how it's going from time to time. Hey, how's it going? You know, you don't have to be on a lot of these life journeys alone. Uh, So if there's a trusted friend that you can talk to about it and engage them, you don't have to share your whole financial life with them. You don't have to share your budget with them. But share with them that you are really trying to make a commitment. It's like anything else, whether it's getting in shape or getting your financial house in order or any other habit that you really want to develop. Having that accountability of somebody who will check in with you regularly uh, can be a huge, huge motivator to stay on track and pick you up when you do fall off track. I really like that. Accountability is a biggie. And I think if you can find someone to disclose what you're going through, what you're trying to accomplish, and someone who's not, you know, levered four to one and dead up to their eyeballs, maybe somebody that you do respect from a financial perspective, uh, not just the person who drives the fancy car, has the fancy watch, because, uh, you know, we know what that is. A lot of times that's uh, month to month sort of thing. Uh, so, you know, somebody that you respect has been fiscally responsible and you can be uh, transparent and uh, they will help you is, uh, is absolutely right. I think that's a great, great point, Daniel. All right, Sharina, $25 gift card from Amazon coming your way. We really appreciate the question. I thought that was a good one. 
That was. Budgeting is always a good place to start. Always rehash that. Absolutely. All right, friends. It's real simple. Uh, get on your smartphone. Send us a voice memo. Podcast at DIYMoney.org. DIYMoney.org. Podcast at DIYMoney.org. Have a chance to win a $25 e-card from Amazon. I really love the new format. Hope you're enjoying it as well. Remember, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a long, long time. Make it a great week. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to check out all that we have on the blog, DIYmoney.org. And if you haven't already, leave a review so your friends know that this is a show worth listening to.